congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The transfiguration of our Lord, the, incarn the mystery of the incarnation is not a mystery anymore. The confirmation of God that this is indeed Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Listen to him. And God is well pleased with him. What a magnificent reality for you and for me. The incarnation is this, that the word of God has become flesh and has made and is making his dwelling among us. It's the incarnation. And we find out that Jesus is that incarnate word of God. This is a glorious, glorious day. If you were in the, the, the group that went to the Holy Land with me about a month ago, this was the first site of our trip. This is the first place that we visited, Mount Tabor. It sits situated in the middle of the Jezreel Valley, the Way of the Sea is what it's called. This is the super highway of the ancient times. The thoroughfare between Mesopotamia and Egypt, this is it. And here is Mount Tabor sitting right smack in the middle of it, a huge high mountain. We climbed it with buses. And when you look at it and you're on the bottom of the mountain and you're looking up there, you wonder how in the world could they have made such a hike without a little bit of repelling gear? It's really, really steep. I mean, there were probably times when they had to find some handholds to get up. And there they stood up on that mountain and the glory of God enveloped them. And we might even say that this cloud harkens back to the cloud on Exodus. In Exodus, the, the cloud on Mount Sinai. But the opposite is the truth. This cloud does not harken back to it. That cloud on Mount Sinai was a foretaste of this feast to come. Where God gives to Moses the commandments. His commandments. His word. God's word. Now think about that for a second because today is the transfiguration where we come to the realization of the incarnation. That the word of God has become flesh. John, in the gospel of John, makes it very clear that Jesus was there at the very beginning. That through the word of God, the heavens and the earth were created and Jesus was there. So on Mount Sinai, when the word of God comes to Moses, guess who's there? That's right. Jesus is there. The word, not yet become flesh. The nameless covenant of God. And now the covenant of God has a name. The covenant of God has taken on flesh. The covenant of God is living among us. His name is Jesus. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So the point I'm trying to make is this. Moses is nothing 
apart from the Word of God. You see, I used to kind of think that as Jesus went up, as though he were being summoned by Moses and Elijah. That's not the case at all. No, Jesus is the one summoning. And he summons to himself the law and the prophets because he is the fulfillment and the incarnation of the law and the prophets. So he is bringing together Moses and Elijah to himself. Moses' identity. Who is Moses? And what is Moses apart from the law and word of God? Nothing. His identity is bound in the law and word of God. So his identity, Moses is Moses because of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, who is standing there with him. And what is and who is Elijah outside of the prophecy of God's word? Nothing. But Elijah's identity is bound in the one who stands before him now this morning, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now Elijah understands and recognizes and realizes his identity. It is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Man, I wish I knew what they were talking about. But I have a stinking suspicion I know what that was said. I'm almost sure that Jesus said, boys, I got this. I got this. You've done good up to now. And thank you for your service. But I got it. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. For us, for you, and for me, this law that came from God to Moses in the, by the way of the word, by the way of Jesus, shows us that we will never ever measure up and and we were bound then by 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 the law like every other um, religion in the world to try and endeavor to to try and work out our own righteousness through this law impossible so God sends his son to fulfill law and prophets to fulfill the law for us perfectly for us to be sinless in the midst of law. The very thing that we were unable to do, God accomplishes through his son, Jesus Christ, with whom he is well pleased, and we would do well to listen to him. And what does Jesus say when he speaks? I forgive you. I forgive you. Come to the Bible study on Luke chapter 5 today, and we will see Jesus say to a paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees are beside themselves. Who can forgive sins except God alone? Bingo. And if you, self-righteous Pharisees and the like, would have listened to Moses and Elijah. You would know the one of whom they speak, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is the one. And what's amazing is as the voice comes, 
Peter and James and John bow their heads to the ground in fear. Jesus comes to them with a touch. Do not be afraid. And as they look up, they see Jesus alone. I think that could be the theme of the sermon today. Jesus alone. We need nothing else except Jesus alone. This is the true, real presence of God up on Mount Sinai. The Word has become flesh and has made His dwelling among us. And Moses and Elijah have their identity in Him. Your identity is in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is truly, really present even now. How does the transfiguration apply to us in our day and age? Because we see Jesus when we see and hear God's word. We partake and see the glory of God through Jesus Christ. As we participate, as God allows us and brings us into participation with himself through the sacraments. Here the sacraments are, the are our modern day transfiguration of Jesus. The brightness of his face, the whiteness of his dress covers us when we are washed with God's word and water. The transfiguration of our Lord, he is really truly present there on Mount Sinai. He is really present in with and under bread and wine when we partake of his body and blood and the sacrament of Holy Communion. The transfiguration is as real today as it was on that mountain that day. We see his glory. We listen to him. And he speaks to us. Salvation. Repentance. Sanctification. The Christian life. Amen. And now may the peace of God, it transcends our ability to even understand. May it guard your hearts and your minds, always focused on your transfigured Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.